Hi, this is Alonzo Bowden, and I want to welcome you to Who's Paying Attention, episode 40. So, what's going on? Well, since we last spoke, there's been a few things. I guess the big one is we got a new Pope, Pope Francis, and I'm going to get into that in a minute. And good luck, God bless him, which I think is kind of redundant. Do you say God bless the the Pope, or has God already done that? But before we get to that, you know, there's, there's, I don't know, a lot going on, but it, it's comforting to know that the the old crazy's still around. Yes. Last week was CPAC, and for those who don't know, CPAC is the conservative, conservative, sorry about that, conservative political action conference. Now, this is where the craziest members of the Republican Party get together, and they're, they're the real Americans. You know the ones I'm talking about, Sarah Palin, still the star, and Santorum and Alan West and Rand Paul, they love him. The extreme right of the party and they get together and they sort of talk about how they're all picked on and treated unfairly by the lamestream media. And and it's interesting this time around because Sarah, one of their leaders, was fired by Fox News. And if Fox News is becoming part of the lamestream media, you know how crazy this group is. Uh, this is where Rand Paul was talking to the immigrants saying that his grandparents spoke German around the house so it's okay for them to speak their language at home which is a big switch from two years ago when if you didn't speak English you weren't American and uh, they're not fooling anybody with this. Um, They're mad at uh, Governor Chris Christie. Christie did the ultimate sin which is compromise you know, you'd think Christie was there because it was, wasn't there because there, I don't know, a shortage of donuts. But no, Christie actually worked with President Obama when Hurricane Sandy hit New Jersey. And he was not invited to the gathering of crazies because, well, he's not one. Um, they're being slandered by the liberal media. They say they need fresh ideas. They bring the same old people. But, it, you know, you can't. You honestly, you can't top Sarah Palin at one of these events. She's in her element because, first of all, Sarah Palin, um, a half-term governor who quit to be on a reality show, calls Washington, D.C. a reality show. And she didn't just call Washington, D.C. a reality show. She called Washington, D.C. a reality show because she read it off the teleprompter, which would be the same type of teleprompter that, Barack Obama uses, which is, you know, the, the terrible thing. And the beauty of it, because I love Sarah. I mean, it's no, because it's one of a kind. You got to love Sarah because you think like, what, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just having trouble getting it out. Albert Einstein once said, the difference between genius and stupidity is genius has its limits. And if you ever had any doubts, you just call on Sarah. She's up there drinking a big gulp which was kind of her dig at Mayor Bloomberg and his ban of lar- attempted ban of large sodas in New York. But the beauty of it is the Big Gulp was specifically exempted from the ban. 
And the ban's not going to happen. It's been struck down in court. But even had it gone through, the big gulp was the one drink that was exempted. And that's what she's drinking. Ah, God bless you, Sarah. So, Chris Christie, not welcome. Again, wasn't a donut thing, my first thought. It was actually because of compromise, because he's one of these Republicans. Now, see, here's the thing at CPAC now. They're saying that the lamestream media is creating a rift, a false rift in the conservative party. And then they turn around and attack conservatives like Karl Rove. Who would think Karl Rove would be too liberal for anything? But they attack Karl Rove and they attack Chris Christie saying they're not real conservatives because Rove and Christie know that these crazy Tea Party conservatives will never get elected. And it's part of what's killing the Republican Party. In the primary, the Tea Party candidate wins. Then they go to the main election and the Tea Party candidate gets killed. Um, call Mitt Romney. He'll explain how it all works. Anyway. What Christie said that was great was he said he was taught, he was taught that you have to talk to the other side because it's hard to hate up close. Isn't that brilliant and true? It's hard to hate up close. So while they were having this CPAC um, love fest of extreme right wing conservatives, he was holding town hall meetings in New Jersey and actually talking to people where because he's got a state that's 17% uh, went for Barack Obama, etc., etc. So, kudos to Christie and uh, CPAC. You guys sit there and have fun. You know what else is interesting at CPAC? Every reporter says they don't mention the eight years of the Bush presidency. You know that started two wars, that created the deficit that we suffer from now, that that fueled the housing crisis, um, the banking crisis. Never even happened at CPAC. All part of the lamestream media. So, I mentioned our new Pope, Pope Francis. When I say our new, I mean the world's new Pope. Um, and I do, I honestly wish him luck. I am not by any means a religious person. I am not by any means a expert on the Catholic religion. Um, but I know at its core, religion is a good thing. I mean, obviously we, we joke and we look at the horror of the Catholic priests and the sexual abuse of the young boys and the the um, the old-fashioned, I want to say primitive, I will say primitive ideas toward women, etc. But here's something that I find very interesting and I did not know. I didn't realize how rich the Catholic Church is. This guy isn't a pope, he's a CEO. The Catholic Church owns real estate, schools, hospitals, art collections, gold. Um, they don't pay taxes. You know, Vatican City is its own nation, exempt from everything. So, according to The Economist magazine, an estimate, estimate, $170 billion in annual spending by the Catholic Church. Now to give you an idea, to give you an idea how that works out compared to corporations, um, corporations like Apple, General Motors, uh, their revenues were about 150 billion worldwide. So the Catholic Church is spending more than Apple or General Motors takes in. It's a pretty big business. So I guess he's also a CEO and um, 
Listen, I wish him luck. I hope that the church rescues its reputation and does the great things that religions are capable of doing. I wish them the best. I sincerely do. Um, can't be easy taking over the church with the, with the damaged reputation it has. So they do a lot of good works. They make a lot of money. And I wish them luck on this one. Um, speaking of wishing luck, <laughs> Senjaya. You remember Sanjaya, American Idol, big mohawk. Uh, some loved him, some hated him. Well, Sanjaya moved to New York, and um, he is now singing in the subways of New York City, busking, per public performer. He's singing in the subways five years after being on Idol. I, uh, whew, I made it. I did last comic more than five years ago, and I'm not telling jokes in subways. Is it funny? Is it sad? It is what it is. He loves it. He says he's doing what he wants to do. He's learning every day about the industry. <laughs> yeah, you singing in the subway? You, my friend, are learning about the music industry. Good luck, Sanjaya. Don't know what's going to happen to you from here. Now, here's my man. He's back. He's back. Tiger Woods is back because... He wanted Tory Pines? No. Because he wanted Doral? No. Tiger Woods got a new blonde. Tiger's back. <laughs> He's Lindsey Vaughn. Lindsey Vaughn is an Olympic skier. And I don't know if you remember, but back when this Tiger Woods scandal broke, Lindsey was one of the outspoken people against Tiger. That was during the 08 Olympics, uh, if I remember correctly. Maybe 2010. Uh, but anyway... She spoke out against him, which just kind of shows it's just like when you're a kid, you know, like the girl whose hair you pulled was a girl you really like. The guy who she talked shit about was a guy she really liked. So Tiger's back. He's got Lindsey Vaughn. Um, Rory, look out the number one spot. You're done. Tiger, I, go win the Masters, Tiger. Go do what you do. I'm happy. It's kind of like Samson. Remember Samson who needed his hair for strength? Tiger doesn't need his hair for strength. He needs hair next to him. He needs blonde hair next to him. <laughs> That's where he gets super strength from. So good for you. Good for you, Tiger. And and sincerely, I, I hope the man is back. I said he was back playing golf last year. Now he got a blonde. There ain't no stopping him. What else is going on? And I know this is a short podcast. That Listen, there's issues going on that are so ridiculous that I don't know that I can even get into them. For example, <laughs> History Channel is doing this history of the world thing. And um, for some reason, their Satan looks like Barack Obama. You, you have to look it up online. Just just Google Satan Barack Obama and you will see this, this weird actor on the History Channel. And it, again, it's just a weird thing. What do I say about it? Well, I guess somebody from the History Channel has been um, hanging out at the CPAC, at the conservative crazy convention. Spooky. Google it. You got to see it. I don't know. He's somewhere between Barack Obama and Yoda. I, I, I don't know. Maybe. They did call him the, the Antichrist back when he first got elected. Guess they're still hanging on to that one. 
Speaking of Antichrist, she won't go away. Lindsay Lohan, back in court. Now, Lindsay has to go back to court for lying to police officers about a car accident and not showing up to court and blah, 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 blah. Listen, this is my vote for Lindsay Lohan. Give her to OJ. Lock her up in a cell with OJ and let's get another reality show going. Who wouldn't watch? Well, I wouldn't watch, but it would be fun. Could OJ resist the temptation of having Lindsay right there every day? Would Lindsay behave knowing OJ's watching her? Damn, I think I just gave away a sh I, ooh, I just gave away a show idea for free. You know that'll be on E Channel in another season. Well, good luck. Finally, well, no, not finally. Next, listen, we are in the midst of one of the great sporting events in in America every year. It's March Madness, the NCAA tournament. You you remember the NCAA tournament? It's when Barack Obama fills out a bracket and all the Republicans say he's not working. Everybody fills out a bracket. This is the week everybody gets to goof off at work and see what's going on with the tournament. They might be rooting for a school they went to. They might be rooting for a school they hate. This is one of those years for me, anyone but Duke. I'm a North Carolina fan. Carolina's good. Not good enough to win it all. I'm picking Louisville to win it all. Maybe Miami. Those are my picks. Um, I can't go through a full bracket here, but I'm, I'm going to pick those two. And anyone but Duke wins, it's a good tournament. You know who won't be winning? Kentucky. Kentucky won it all last year. Their whole team went to the NBA. This year, they lost in the first round of the NIT. For those who are not sports fans, the NIT is the, used to be the big tournament 50 years ago. It's now the little tournament. So the top 64 teams, well, actually 68 teams that play down to 64. If you're not a fan, don't worry about it. You don't need to know. The top 64 go to the NCAA tournament. Then you have the NIT tournament. Kentucky won the NCAA last year, didn't make it back, was invited to the NIT, top seed, expected to win, lost in the first round to Robert Morris University. Where's Robert Morris? It's a little school. How small? Kentucky plays at Rupp Arena, 23,000 seats. They played this game at Robert Morris's gym, 3,500 seats. To give you an idea how small that was. Great win for Robert Morris, horrible loss for Kentucky. Don't worry, they're reloading. They have top recruits coming in next year, and um, they'll build another NBA, I, I mean college team, in no time. But this is it. It's it's exciting. It's fun. You know why? Because it's one and done. If you lose, if you lose one game, you're out of the tournament. No best three out of five. No playoffs. No excuses. One and done. It's the most exciting thing in sports. It's gonna be fantastic. I'm going to be watching. You're going to be watching. We're all going to be talking about it, and, and it's great. So that's going on this week. And finally, and I know it's run a little short, but this this is going to be great. Um, back in 1988, Los Angeles Times Magazine, the Sunday Magazine in the Los Angeles Times, made a few predictions for 2013. Let's see how they did. Um, they said we'd have automatic water heaters and coffee makers. We do. Cars with a central computer that includes electronic navigation or map systems. We have those. Think about it. This was in an age of Thomas Guide. Look it up, kids. In the age of Thomas Guide, somebody saw nav systems coming. 
teleconferencing from home on your computer, we're doing that. Fiber optic cable networks, some people have them, wish I did. Popularity of collagen and plastic surgery, I'm thinking in the 80s, plastic surgery, not a tough one to, to you know, to predict. Plastic surgery was already rolling in the 80s. Lonnie Anderson, that's all I'm saying. And using computers in classrooms in place of notebooks and projector screens. Woo, that was cutting edge. Now, those were the hits. Where'd they miss? A staggered work plan mandated by Los Angeles County to avoid overcrowding downtown. Yeah, that did not happen. Um, automated baking. The oven switches itself on to bake a fresh batch of cinnamon rolls. Can you imagine people in LA eating cinnamon rolls? That's a carb. Never happened. 200 story earthquake proof mega high rise buildings in downtown Los Angeles? Uh, no. We do have a, a resurgence in downtown LA. People are living in lofts and hanging out at LA Live. 200 stories? Mm, not quite. Um, home robots? Mm, no. Indian cigarettes, as in cigarettes from India, smoking in Los Angeles in 2013? Uh, I think not. No. Mandatory exercise required by employers? Mm, no. But if you go to CPAC, they'll put that under the list of, uh, of Barack Obama plots. Um, watching movies on a laser disc. <laughs> you remember laser discs? Remember 12 inch plastic discs look like giant CDs and we, we watch movies on them. Yeah, that, that lasted for about six months. Uh, my brother, an early adopter of failed technology has a laser disc player along with a Betamax and an HD VCR. So that didn't quite work. So LA Times, some hits, some misses, but it's interesting. The good thing is we're still here because in 88, some of us said we weren't going to last. There was going to be a big earthquake. The big one was going to come. Then the bigger one. Then the, well, never mind. This is Alonzo Bowden. Uh, next week's going to be tough. I will, uh, yeah, I'll tell you about it. I'm going in for surgery. I'm, I'm donating a kidney to my brother. And I'm having the surgery next week. And the doctors say everything's going to be fine. I have no doubt it is. But I may not be recording next week. So do me a favor. Say a prayer for my brother, Monroe. And he'll be all right. And go to my Facebook page. And please click on the link to Courtney Jones. And say a prayer for Courtney. Her father has been my friend and motorcycle mechanic for 15 years. I've watched her grow up. She was injured horribly in an accident. And she's fighting for her life. So please... Pray for Courtney. Pray for my brother. I love you guys for listening. Enjoy the NCAA tournament this weekend. Uh, we'll soon be enjoying Tiger winning the Masters with another blonde. And CPAC is over. Sarah Palin's off of Fox News. So hopefully she'll shut up for the next four years. <laughs> I love you guys. Tell your friends about me. Thank you.